This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. He's given you the money line, the business special report. He's a best-selling author, news anchor. Dobbs mania sweeps the country. And now he's taking his talents to Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Great to have you with us. Our guest today is House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. Chairman Jordan was in the deposition this week with Hunter Biden, and he joins us now. Mr. Chairman, thanks so much for being with us. I know you're busy as you can be, but we appreciate your time. I want to start with, first of all, your impression of Hunter Biden's appearance before your committee. Well, the the House rules prohibit us from getting into specifics, but I, I can say this. There were a number of things that he said that were just directly contradictory to what we got from other witnesses uh, and, and frankly, from some of the evidence we've seen. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I got from it. I think also there's it, it sort of provides us some, some, I think, valuable information, sort of a roadmap, if you will, uh, if in fact we have a public hearing, which we're uh, discussing now. So uh, that was my main takeaway. But nothing Hunter Biden said yesterday, I think, changes the fundamental facts of the Bidens were peddling this, I call it the money, the business, the brand. It was access to the brand that I think is has been so critical. And that's what they had all these companies doing, all this money coming in. And then the, the case study, I think uh, the most telling case study, of course, is the actions then Vice President Biden took relative to the prosecutor in Ukraine and the pressure that prosecutor was applying to Burisma the company Hunter Biden sat on the board of and was paid a million dollars a year when the vice president leveraged and conditioned the release of American tax money on the firing of that very prosecutor. I think that's the case study and how this all kind of fits together. And your reaction when Hunter Biden began uh, in his opening statement by saying that he his father didn't have anything to do with his business dealings. Well, there's numerous phone calls. We knew that from Devin Archer. There's pictures of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and his business partners on the golf course. There's testimony that says Joe Biden stopped by lunches and had dinners with foreign individuals who Hunter Biden, his, uh, Hunter Biden and his partners were doing business with. So that doesn't seem to square with, again, what we've heard from previous witnesses. Some of those witnesses were, in fact, partners. I mean, Devin Archer. Rob Walker, partners of Hunter Biden, and that's what they've testified to. So, again, I can't get into all the the specifics of yesterday's testimony until we actually release the transcript, because those are the House rules. And as you listen to Hunter Biden respond, uh, there were a, there was great interest, of course, in, in whether or not uh, he would uh, 
would acknowledge the fact that this was a, a, a contest for democracy, making some remarkable statements before the, before the hearing, saying that his sobriety uh, was key to the survival of democracy. I, I, I've never heard such an outlandish statement or such a narcissistic statement by, I, I can't remember one that would top that. Yeah, uh, here's what I know about statements, too. Statements from the White House and statements from David Weiss and the Justice Department keep changing. I mean, remember what Joe Biden told us a few years ago. He said, I never spoke to my son about any of his business dealings. Well, then that changed to the White House saying, well, Joe Biden was never in business with his son. And then, of course, late last year, when Hunter Biden failed to appear when we had uh, subpoenaed him to come in and testify, um, he said in his press conference, my father was never financially involved in my business. So their story keeps changing. David Weiss and the Justice Department on how they've handled this investigation and what authorities they had, that keeps changing. But one thing I've said, one thing I've, I've noticed is the whistleblower's testimony has not wavered. It has not changed, and they've stood up to a cross-examination. Tony Bobolinsky, who came forward four years ago, his testimony, his statements have not changed, and I think stood up to a examination when he came in for his deposition. So, um, yeah, you get some statements from the Bidens in the White House and from the Justice Department that don't seem to be too consistent. Uh, and, and talking about uh, uh, Bobolinsky, uh, his his early statements back in uh, uh, the earliest days of this uh, this mess, uh, right after the election. Uh, in point of fact, he had more insight into what was going on, uh, and had anyone really listened to him, and I'm talking about in the national news media, uh, we yeah. history might have been changed. Uh, what do you think? Well, yeah, because th this happened in the context of the presidential election. Things that Tony Bobolinsky said that were not not were not really reported or even much covered by the mainstream media. Right. And then, of course, you couple that with this false narrative about the Hunter Biden laptop, where 51 former Intel officials put together a statement that said this has all the earmarks of a Russian information operation, which was baloney. And then that got peddled by the mainstream press and polling and common sense tell us that if the American people had known the truth about the laptop at the time, it would have changed, likely changed the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. So, uh, yeah, those are all all concerns about how uh, things were reported. False information was given to we, the people, in the run up to the most important election we have, election for president. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Absolutely. And then it comes full circle here these years later. And the Democrats are right now uh, saying that you are being uh, <laughs> being taken by Russian propaganda. They don't seem to have another tool in their box, do they? Uh, this is no. always about Russian propaganda. 
and it shows a certain affection for the uh, for the propaganda that the Dems uh, gin up yeah. and spread yeah. across this country because this came from the DNC and from the Clinton campaign originally. Yeah, 2016, it was, you know, Trump colluded with Russia. And we had a $30 million investigation by Robert Mueller with 19 lawyers and 40 agents and all this. And they found nothing because there was nothing there. There was no collusion, no coordination, no conspiracy whatsoever. Then in 2020 is what I just talked about. It was, oh, the laptop was a Russian information operation, which was baloney. And now they're trying it again. Um, You know, I guess they just here we go one more time. So, um the Democrats have the same old playbook. I think the American people are smart. And the American people also see, frankly, that what we had under President Trump was a president who could project strength from the Oval Office, who did what he said he was going to do. We had a roaring economy, a secure border. We had $2 gas, not $4 gas. Um, and now we compare that to Joe Biden. And I think the American people are going to put President Trump back in the White House. Well, I think you're right about that. Certainly, I, I agree with the, the with the assessment that he is absolutely critical to this country's uh, continued existence. I want to turn to the House Republicans, uh, the subpoena for the Joe Biden uh, special counsel records uh, and yeah. the importance of those in the congressional investigation. Yeah, I mean, Robert Hur, special counsel, in his report, in his investigation says Joe Biden willfully, intentionally, deliberately took classified documents, mishandled classified documents over a period, of, over decades of time while he was in the Senate, while he was vice president. He willfully, intentionally did that. Then he willfully, intentionally, deliberately gave that information, some of that classified material to his ghostwriter who was writing his book. And yet Robert Hurst says, I'm not going to prosecute because... Joe Biden is an old guy who can't remember and will be sympathetic to a jury. And the Democrats have said, oh, well, that's that's that you can't say that, Mr. Special Counsel. You that's gratuitous comments about the president's state of mind and his forgetfulness. You can't say that because it's not true. Well, what we've said is give us the material. Let us see. Let the American people see the audio tapes of how when you interviewed Joe Biden, what he had to say and other documents that you use, Mr. Her, in your investigation. So that's why we've asked for that information. We think the American people, you got two different perspectives here. We think the American people are entitled to see. And an additional data point, we have the president's annual physical, uh, his doctor, Dr. Kevin uh, O'Connor, uh, saying that he is in uh, in very good shape and that uh, he has no new ailments uh, from the last physical a year ago. Uh, but he did not advise a cognitive test. Uh, your thoughts about that omission from his overall examination? I mean, I, I leave that up to the White House and to the Biden family and the president and, and his physician. But uh, what I do know is what we we, the people of this great country, and frankly, uh, I think foreign heads of state, what we all see, and it's sad, and I don't like to talk about it um, because you want your president, even though I disagree with Joe Biden's policies and positions, you want the president of our country, the greatest country ever, to be up to the task. But I think anyone with common sense can frankly see that he's just not. And it's sad, but it's a reality, and it's, and it's part of what Robert Hur said in his report. It, it, and so it's again, we go back to why we think this information is important for us to have and more importantly for the American people to see. Yeah, and it is uh, interesting, the difference of the contradictory view about who asked which question. 
and indeed yeah. even the answers that were, were forthcoming from the president. Yeah. I, I just I have to say I agree with you about not even liking to talk about uh, Joe Biden, his uh, infirmity, his uh, uh, his impairment. Uh, and but I also think it's important uh, that we understand just what uh, what is at stake here, for the American people I'm referring to, well said. Uh, because yeah. we are in dangerous times. Uh, and I, I would be delighted if uh, all of the, this nation's enemies would, well, would stall until we can get uh, President Trump into the White House, uh, because this is a vulnerability to our national security, this White House, that I, I, I don't like to contemplate. Well, Your yeah, thoughts? They, they, I mean, you, you I got asked a question by a reporter a while back, you know, can you name some good policy the Biden administration has done? And I actually stopped and thought about it for a second. And, and you, you reach the conclusion, you, I can't name one, one positive thing. Cause everything, secure border to no border, safe streets, record crime, $2 gas to $4 gas, stable prices to record inflation, projecting weakness, the debacle that was the exit from Afghanistan, the weaponization of government against we the people. You can just keep going. It's been a complete disaster. But maybe the scariest thing is what's happened to the border. This, this Lake and Riley situation, when Joe Biden just has an open border, and people come in and then they do something wrong and local prosecutors don't hold them accountable and they're released. And then they do some something terrible, like what happened, this tragedy that happened to this young lady in, in Georgia. And then and, you know, this is how bad it's gotten under Joe Biden. And I think the American people have had it. And I do think they're going to show up in a big way uh, this coming fall and put President Trump, as I said before, back in the White House. We continue with Congressman Jim Jordan. Chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, in just a moment, please stay with us. We'll be right back. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday. We're back now with House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. Mr. Chairman, right now, have you got a sense, an estimate of when you will reach a point in your investigation that you say, we have enough, we are prepared to proceed? Well, uh, I think the case has always been compelling. The evidence we've already uh, accumulated um, but it, this is going to be a decision for the full house. Now, next week we have Sally Painter in for a deposition. Sally Painter was part of this Democrat public relations firm that did work for the Ukrainian energy company, this, this company, Burisma, that Hunter Biden sat on the board of. Uh, we think that's important. The following week, uh, that second week of March, we have, uh, in Robert Hur for an open hearing on his, uh, his special counsel report, what we were talking about earlier in, and his assessment of, of Joe Biden and his handling of those classified documents. So I think we, we get through all that. We may, in fact, Chairman Comer's talked about a public hearing for, uh, Hunter Biden. So that may, that may happen as well. Mm -hmm. And I think we work through that. We continue to do our oversight work. And then, you know, at some point we have to make a decision. Are there, is there, do we draft articles of impeachment? And if so, are there the votes for those articles? That's something we have to figure out. But right now, I've said all along, we're doing our impeachment inquiry. Uh, we're looking into this and we will do just like the Constitution requires our constitutional duty to do oversight of the executive branch. And then we'll make a decision. 
And looking at the evidence that you've compiled to this point, I mean, this is, you said compelling. I think it's convincing to, certainly to those who are reasonable and have an open mind and are not hard-charging, you know, advocates of the left. There's very little doubt that there is culpability here and responsibility that has just been, and responsibility under the Constitution. Those duties have been, well, either ignored or there's been a transgression for almost everything that one could imagine when it comes to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden in particular. I'm fascinated with the Marxist stamps, and particularly Congressman Dan Goldman, who with a straight face each time he attempts to smear the investigation or the chairman of the principal committees. What do you make of him, and what is your reaction? Is it just politics as usual, or is there something particularly venal in all of this on the part of the left? Well, yeah, I mean, part of it's just partisanship, I think. And part of it, I think, is just driven by there's some on the left just have this, well, it seems like almost everyone on the left just has this 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 uh, almost hatred of President Trump. And, and, and they, they they I think in some way they use that as a way to so defend the actions of of the Biden family. So uh, what we, we wrote a long piece. We put it on our on our Twitter. But we walk through this whole thing. And I, I think it's a it's a it's a fairly long story, but in-depth story where we talk first about the money, the business, the brand, how they did this operation before Joe Biden was candidate. Then we talk about the actions they took while he was candidate, the lies, the campaign, the rigged election, you know, the 51 former intel officials, the things they said that were false, that they knew at the time were false, how the FBI helped them in the Justice Department, helped them out on this. Well, Mr. Chairman, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us today and to give us your insight into what your committee and the other investigating committees are doing, and uh, uh, we appreciate it greatly. Uh, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, 